Welcome to Peppershock Media's Marketing Expedition Podcast, keeping you up to date with the latest in marketing and advertising. Now, here's your host, Ray Allen. Welcome to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. This is Ray Allen, President and CEO of Peppershock Media. And today, I'm not going to interview anybody. I'm actually going to tell you a little bit about my story. I've been asked, and so here it is. It's going to be out there for the world to hear, and I'll try to keep it short and brief. But I want to share with you the journey of an entrepreneur and the mindset that I had when I was younger and uh, how I roped my husband in on this journey with me and uh, where we came from. So it all started when, <laughs> way back when, when I was 15 years old, I was going to Valley View High School and wanted to take a class in video production broadcasting and it was just getting started Mr. Gaslacuto was my teacher and we started putting together all of the equipment and did uh, a lot of the things that you do when you first start a, a video production class a broadcasting class at a high school so I did things on both sides of the camera I reported uh, on the the build of the new high school wearing a hard hat walking around I also did the highlights of the football game <laughs> and the lowlights too. I don't think the football players were too fond of me of doing that, but hey, I reported on the games and I also developed a love for being the director. And so when I was producing and directing, uh, I think it was more comfortable for me to be in that position. And so I then took a internship at Channel 6. And now, mind you, I was still 15, so I couldn't work certain hours of the day. And so I did the internship. And then once I turned 16, I could uh, run teleprompter, but I could still not work past 8 o'clock. So I'd always do the 5 o'clock, or I'd get there really early in the morning and, and run prompter. Then I learned audio. Then I learned uh, technical directing. I did all kinds of fun stuff there. Part-time studio crew. I actually, you know, ripped scripts back when they were printed and not necessarily uh, digital like they are now. But did all of those things behind the scenes at Channel Six. And then at some point, I worked and got a job in master control at channel 12 and i always say television put me through college it literally did i could work the swing shifts and then during the day go and do my schooling full-time although i ended up on a six-year four-year degree plan it took me a while i think i took a semester off when my grandpa died and i you know just took some time to do it right and I also worked at Channel 12 during that time. And then they started Fox 12 News at 9. So I was the first official newscast director at Fox 12 News at 9. And I helped set up all of the control room, uh, all of the cables and BNC connectors. And I learned a lot about uh, just what it took behind the scenes to set up a studio for broadcasting news. Got that um, under my belt, put that together, and uh, all still well going to, to college, my undergrad in business management and entrepreneurship. I did a dual degree and made an interdisciplinary studies program, but I think the mass comm department always loves to claim me. I <laughs> uh, still talk to my professor there, and uh, actually now I go and present at his class and tell him all about what we do at Peppershock, and sometimes I'll recruit for interns. But uh, anyway, so... At Channel 12, I learned a lot and directed and ran camera and audio and made graphics. I, uh, you know, everything was 
back at the time, linear instead of nonlinear and learned a lot of things that way. Uh, learned how to do Photoshop even, uh, Photoshop 2.0. <laughs> anyway, did all of those things. And then along came this guy who started working there, part-time studio crew, and he ended up being my technical director and I was the director. So I told him what buttons to push <laughs> and it happened to be now you know, 16 years later, my husband, but uh, we'll get to that. Uh, Anyway, we worked together and I was his boss, so I really didn't date him or anything until later. Um, And then we decided that uh, once he quit working there and he went to go work for Micron in the video production department, then we started hanging out a little bit more and we were friends and it was good because it, it was good that we were friends for a while first. Uh, Then later, we decided to move to Seattle together. He went to the Art Institute of Seattle, got a degree in video production, and I worked on my master's degree while working at Northwest Cable News, uh, which is no longer, but it was basically a consortium of Portland, Boise, Spokane, and Seattle, uh, all on Northwest Cable News. And so I was basically a rover. I directed news, I ran audio, I ran master control, uh, I filled in, I did a lot, uh, even for King 5, sometimes I'd go fill in down there, especially during elections or political season. And then I was picked up by the Fox station, so Q13, and what I would do there is uh, I would work on promotions, and then I would work on news and edit, and then I would direct, or I would be the technical director, and had been there for a little while, and at some point decided that we wanted to start our own business, and so we met up and talked about it for a while, and continued to, to plan it out and seek out resources and understandings of what we wanted to do. Then toward the end, we decided that we wanted to start the business back in Boise. So we brought our big city Seattle experience back home to Boise. And at that time, Drew had interned at a number of big agencies and worked at the W Hotel and had got a lot of big city experience. And so we brought it back home. I was still working on my master's degree in marketing and uh, entrepreneurship. It was one of the first fully accredited private online universities that I did through Capella, which is based in Minnesota, Minnesota, (laughs) Uh, and did that. So could move easily, even though I was still working on my master's degree. We moved back in, let's see, we got married in August of 2003 and then started our business officially in October 2003. Uh, So just a couple of months later after that is when we decided to do that. And when we moved back, we temporarily stayed in Drew's parents' house for a little while until we could buy our own. And we did that. We both got full-time jobs at other locations while we were working on starting Pepper Shock, our, our business together. For about a year, we worked on other jobs and I was a national sales uh, manager for a publication and it was my day started at seven and then I got done about two, 3 p.m. And then I'd work on Pepper Shock throughout the rest of the day. Uh, and then Drew would too when he got done with his eight to five job uh, as a commercial production video producer. Basically, it got to be where more and more Pepper Shock business was coming in. We were getting our name out there, doing things, you know, at cost or in some cases pro bono just to work our name and get it out there and do a number of things for people that we started meeting and, and things like that. Up until the day that we got a phone call from a lady who had heard about Pepper Shock and wanted us to do a bit on making commercials for her and doing media buys. 
Well, I was all excited. I was going to come home and put this bid together. And then Drew got home and told me about this lady who wanted a bid. And he was there working at Channel 6 at the time. Well, what we discovered is that it was the same lady. <laughs> and one way or the other, Drew was going to do the work either for Channel 6, where his full-time you know, paying job was, or for Peppershock. And we immediately recognized that it was a conflict of interest and that we needed to make some decisions. So at that time, that's when he was able to quit his full-time job after me. I had already quit and worked Pepper Shock full-time just a little previous to that. You know, it was kind of from that point forward, we had to make it or break it. And that was in 2004. And we did. We we just went to work really hard and built up our brand and our reputation and continued to do things with nonprofits and for-profit companies and just built up our abilities, our capabilities. And then at some point, we decided that we needed to add another employee. So we hired a part-time assistant and she came to our home where we were operating our business out of as our bonus room in our house, our nice little Corey Barton house, our first timer. (laughs) And we did, we built up our business continuing to do that. And then we had temporarily moved in with another business owner uh, in their office and uh, did that for a little bit. uh, And then ended up having our first born son. Emerson and and that was 2005 and decided that we needed to purchase our own home but then operate out of it too so it needed to be a bigger house with a three-car garage so we could have a studio in the garage and so we did we bought in Nampa on Yale Street where we operated for a little while until our business outgrew the space or we outgrew the space because our son was getting a little bit older and it was hard to to navigate both so we actually kicked ourselves out of the home and made it all pepper shock 100% and uh, lived there for a little while and, and, you know, grew Pepper Shock. We added our art director, Angie, who's been with us now for, I think, going on 12 years. Well, August 2019, it'll be 12 years that she's been with us as our art director, designer, uh, creative director now. We've kind of bumped things along in titles, (laughs) but she is with us. And then we've had additional staff come along. Brian Stottinger, who we used to work with at Channel 6 a long time ago, uh, now has joined us. He's been around for a few years. And then we've added additional content writers and project coordinators and bookkeepers and account manager, executive assistants, and a lot of the people that we need to help run our business and do the work that we do for our clients. So we we were in the space on Yale Street for a little while. It's a house and we outgrew that and we moved into a commercial space. We grew up and moved into a commercial space and stayed there for a while. And now we've moved into downtown Nampa. We've been here for three years and we just signed in a, a new lease. We'll be here for another five years. So we are in downtown Nampa for at least another five years and we like it here. We're I think the only ones that we do what we do within this side of the valley, although we build brands and bottle lines across the globe, uh, we work with clients all over the place. So it doesn't necessarily mean that we need to do what we do here in Nampa, Idaho, but we also have a satellite office in Utah. We can do work wherever we're needed. We can use the 
modern day technology of Zoom to do what we do. And we have clients in Utah, we have clients uh, all over the place. So one time we had five different time zones on one phone call (laughs) from Boston to Chicago to the Bay Area to Idaho. I mean, we just have been able to service our customers in a lot of different ways. And we continue to grow and build. And I remember back when we first started, it was primarily video production and then design and the marketing strategy component was on my side. And then we could you know, service our customers. Then we added web design when that became a big deal. And then social media and it was new media. And we were early adopters of this new media. So we were able to take traditional methods and adopt them into the new media ways of doing things. And I remember answering the question, is social media a fad? <laughs> Yes, it's a big fad that's going to stay forever now. But digital advertising and moving into that space is certainly prevalent for us. But being able to still pay homage to the traditional methods where we used to be able to only be on television and radio and newsprint and uh, bus bat, you know, billboards and, and bus ads and that kind of thing. Now we can adapt what we do and incorporate it online through YouTube or Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn or you name it, we can figure it out. And that's what we really have been able to do and make sure that what we're doing is going to be effective for the clients that we work for and resonate with their potential customers that they're wanting to attract and gain and grow. Those are some of the things that kind of on the surface of where our business has gone. A little more about my background. Both sets of grandparents raised me quite a bit. Uh, My parents had me while they were going to college and then my mom dropped out of that and then I ended up moving in with my grandparents and living with them. And, you know, I had some interesting struggles along the way with uh, just learning and having some learning disabilities and things like that, that I had to overcome and, and, you know, figure out. But I think it has given me the ability to be a really good problem solver. Uh, I've been able to think through things that, you know, become resourceful uh, in a lot of different ways. So part of my, you know, growing up, I I had a lazy eye and I couldn't see very well and I couldn't hear very well because I always had ear infections all the time and I was just a sickly kid a lot. And until about fourth grade did I really, really finally learn how to read and I had to always go to chapter one and, you know, go learn extra hard. (laughs) So I kind of persevered, persevered through all of that. But meanwhile, I had really great grandparents to show me what entrepreneurship meant and my grandparents on my dad's side actually went to Baker City, Oregon and purchased a motel there. So every other summer I would go, well maybe even almost every summer I'd go and work at the motel and um, some summers longer than others but I would go and I would scrub toilets and I would make change and I would write it all down in a traditional t-sheet ledger (laughs) and learned a lot. I remember one time taking the bank deposit, riding my bicycle to the bank and I probably was 12, 13, 14 years old maybe, not old enough to drive yet and I did that and I remember uh, watching and like checking people into the motel and you know learning good customer service and learning how to do it right the first time because if you don't do it right the first time you're doing it again. That's, that's my grandparents' voice. <laughs> and so learning a lot of things, you know, and having good work ethic and customer service and those types of things. Now I knew that I had an entrepreneurial spirit in me um, because I was always doing things to earn money. 
And whether it was back at my mom's place when I was staying with her at the trailer court, I would be taking the lawnmower, my grandparents' lawnmower, and I would be mowing yards and making money. I would be babysitting. I would be doing all kinds of things to, to earn money. So I had that entrepreneur spirit in me. So learning all of those things and managing my own money and managing my abilities and, and that uh, really helped me later on in life understand that I can do this. I have the ability and the ability to take risks, I think was a big part of the entrepreneurial launch and leap of faith that you take. You know, fast forward to where we were thinking about having our own business and leaving the comforts of, you know, full-time jobs and, you know, wondering if it's going to work or not. You know, I, I tell people all the time when they ask me, how do you work with your husband every day? And I, I say, you just do. You, you get used to it. You do it. You make it work one way or another. I mean, sure, there's ups and downs along the way, but you, you figure it out. You solve problems together. You know, you go through all of those wins and losses sometimes and frustrations and failures, but you also celebrate the successes when we have them. And you, you remember those moments because you want to remember them more so than the failures. I always say we, we don't have problems. We have opportunities. <laughs> we have opportunities to learn. You know, those, those things are important. And I remember often like things that my grandparents would say that come out in me and how I say them and the ways I say them with our kids or in how I operate the business. Sometimes um, I see examples that they've set for me and following those examples. I mean, I've always been a, a big includer and I want to collaborate with people and find ways to make things happen and work with teams. And I, I'm really big on culture and keeping our culture in check and keeping people motivated and inspired. And I try to find ways to motivate people that's not always monetary, but ways that continue to keep our team together and you know want to continue to, to work with us for a retention standpoint, but also from offering good teamwork because we we understand that you know having happy employees will create happy customers and that's what we always strive for and working with our people and being flexible and having things that they can see that make us different than other companies that they work for we like to have fun uh, if we can have fun then we're ideally in the right position with either our customers or with our staff we say you know you can pick two on working with a project it's fun fame or fortune and uh, you know if it's going to be fun that's great if it's going to give us a fortune because we're going to be profitable <laughs> even better and the fame is it something that will be recognized for or that would be a good thing to tout that we've done before because we're working with this client Ideally, we'd have all three. So fun, fame, and fortune, right? That'd be the most ideal situation. And then the other one is better, faster, cheaper, right? You can only pick two. If you want it faster, you're not going to get it cheaper <laughs> or maybe not even necessarily better. But if you want it better, it's not going to be faster and it's certainly not going to be cheaper, but you can at least pick two. If you want it better, then it's maybe going to be cheaper, but not faster. <laughs> yeah. Some other things along the way in this entrepreneurial journey and marketing expedition that we go on every day with our clients and with us. I mean, we are always having our pepper shock marketing meeting as well, but some of the things that can continue about me and the drive or the spirit that you have when you're an entrepreneur and a woman, woman business owner, um, where I'm 51% Jews, 49%. So we technically are a woman owned business, American made. <laughs> anyway, um, some, some other things that 
have happened along the way that uh, have shaped us or, you know, give us the ability to do what we do. And one of one of our values that we want to continue to remind everyone as is resiliency. Of course, we have integrity and superior outcomes and relationships. Let's see, there's five. So let's see if I got them right. Uh, superior outcomes, integrity, relationships, resiliency, and innovation is is our values that we've selected for for our company together uh we worked on that at our pepper shock powwow last year and uh narrowed down our values to those five things and our pepper shock powwow is something that we do every year in august we work on the business with our staff and team and then we all go camping with our spouses and our pets and our kids and and we all go camping for a weekend and uh spend some time together so one of the things i i traditionally ask if you're going to be a new employee here is if you like camping or not (laughs) and uh, it's not always a deal breaker it's just nice to know that we have people who are in alignment with what we believe and can do too. So anyway, the, that's kind of our story. You know, there's definitely ups and downs along the way. I remember in 2013, one of the not so great moments was when I was risky <laughs> and uh, took a jump snowmobiling and I didn't quite land quite right and was about to go up the embankment and so I bailed off the snowmobile and so not only did I hyper but I overextended my knee and I heard the bunch of pop pop pops and uh, it was not a good sign (laughs) and then I had to get back on the snowboard and make it come back down again and we had another six mile ride back in with my knee in a really bad position but of course the adrenaline took over at the moment and I didn't realize how badly I really really messed up my knee you know, in case, in fact, if you don't know, there's four ligaments that hold a knee together and I obliterated three of them and injured the fourth in all my meniscus too. It was not a good day. So that happened and I did physical therapy and I had to have somebody drive me everywhere I went. Uh, I was on, you know, prescription narcotics for the pain. Couldn't even do surgery until my meniscus at least did some healing and the swelling could go down. So the accident happened January 26th. I didn't have surgery until March 29th. And it was literally six to eight months or so. I think it was seven months of physical therapy. And it was just not good. I gained a bunch of weight. I had to lead and and I was on the Nampa Chamber Board and I was on the Nampa Rotary Board. And I had a hard time. I remember one week I told my whoever was driving me that day to to drop me off at the wrong day the wrong time in the wrong place for the wrong meeting and it twice it happened twice because I got them all mixed up and that's it okay I'm not taking any more painkillers I'm done well what they didn't tell me is that you're really supposed to kind of slowly you know stop taking them not just cold turkey take them because I was addicted I didn't realize it but I was completely addicted to prescription narcotics and did that and you know I I remember just stopping taking them and I was so sick in my office I have a couch and I lived there for a couple of days it was just not good but I did I stopped taking them and I was done but I had slowly started gaining weight as a result of all of that it was just not a good time when all of that was going on and you know I had developed sleep apnea even more and had to I get a CPAP and you know go through that process all the while trying to run the company and be a mom and volunteer and do all these things and so it was not 
not so much fun to do all of those things. And when I turned 40, I weighed the most I'd ever weighed in my life and decided that it was time to do something about it. So I did. I went to Vitality Wellness Center. They helped me kind of <laughs> get through and lose the, the weight I'd gained. And so I, I think I've, I'm down almost 60 pounds within almost a year and working really hard to, to do that. And again, just having that drive and ambition and ability and the desire to want to live my life again and be active again. And it was just kind of a double-edged sword. I gained all the weight and hurt my knee and, you know, I had knee surgery and everything. And it would have been a lot better had I not gained so much weight. And so then I was just in this conundrum that I could never get out of. So I did really hard, um, worked on my eating habits and everything got through that and then I'm happy to report on my 21st birthday um well near there we went and took our it was well 16 this year but 15 year anniversary for the business and for our marriage and so we went to Cancun and you know I lost good weight which was happy I was happy about that and so now it's just maintaining it and keeping it off of course but Anyway, as a result of all of these things, we've learned a lot along the way and we've been able to have a really awesome team at Pepper Shock and we continue to to grow our people and develop our people as much as we can. We have our interns and we have people that we take under our wing and, and grow them and develop them and give them lots of tools and understanding. And sometimes they go and that's okay because this is a stop in their journey. But also we love to be able to keep people for a little while. Uh, we know that the average millennial will stick around for about two years. At least that's what I've been told. So we're, we're lucky when we get them for three years, you know, uh, which we have. And, and then we let them go where they need to go to, to get the, their next experience. But we have also had the longevity of our people as well. And our kids are growing up in the business and they're here to help. And they uh, recently had to take all of the things down from our attic where our storage is so that we could install another HVAC system in the building. And so they're here working. They're working and they're cleaning and doing chores just as I did when I was younger when I helped my grandparents with their motel or my other grandparents with their farm. Uh, I learned how to hoe beets and popcorn and set siphon tubes and uh, drive a three-wheeler with a shovel so I could go, you know, clean out corrugate. Anyway, lots of things that we do and have learned along the way. And uh, so I'm really proud of my, my family. On that side of the family, uh, I think I was the first first uh, generation college student that actually finished college. My mom started, but then ended up having me when she was 17. And so basically it was, uh, well, she, she went right after she had me, but didn't follow through with it. So we, I get to claim that I was the first one to officially graduate and finish college on that side of the family. And I'm really, really proud of that because I think it set the stage for the rest of my cousins who then, you know, saw that it can be done. So they did too. Now on the other side of the family, on my dad's side, I have lots of uncles who <laughs> all took care of me and watched me when, when uh, you know, my parents were going to school or, or vice versa. So lots of good little nuggets there about me, and there's a lot more to tell, I'm sure. But people are, are always asking me, what's your story? How, do you, how did you get where you are, and why do you do what you do, and how did you, you know, grow this company over 16 years? And 
I mean, you just do. Every day there's something new and exciting and different and sometimes frustrating, sometimes not, you know, successes and frustrations and things to go through, new technologies, new goals to set and things to go through and, and uh, you know, be able to accomplish and be proud of that you can accomplish them. And then you got to remember those things that you accomplished so that you can be proud of what you've done and proud of the people who help you get there and do what you do, especially Drew, who has helped us along the way. He makes us look good. (laughs) And I, you know, I'm the one who is a little more risky in our decisions and he is a lot more, you know, compliant and, you know, thoughtful and analytical, which is good because we balance each other out a lot of ways in a lot of ways. So if you want more information or want to know more, um, there's certainly more of my story to tell you, but at least this is good, a good little nugget for you to listen to and hopefully you enjoy it. Let me know, give me some feedback, ask me some questions. I'm happy to share and tell you more and uh, get in touch with me leave us a comment or go to peppershock.com and fill out the contact form and I'm always happy to do a 20-minute discovery call if you ever decide that it's something that Peppershock can do for you we do our marketing audits to start generally and uh, in the marketing audit process we we go through a facilitated process and and we've perfected it and refined it over the years and uh, facilitate this process to help us uh, know if we're going to be a good fit working together if you think we're going to be a good fit working for you uh, and then we make our recommendations and we come up with some empathy mapping and some things that that help us in our decisions together i think that's peppershock.com audits check us out let us know and be sure to subscribe to the channel we have all kinds of fun stuff that we do we interview uh, I always try to pull in interesting informative uh, informational or inspirational people on the marketing expedition podcast so thanks for joining us and until next time we'll see you soon thanks for listening to the marketing expedition podcast find more online at peppershock.com